people and welcome to episode number three of the Dion Slater Show. As I record this introduction, I'm also preparing to leave for Morocco. Tomorrow I'm going to be climbing Mount Tubgal, which is the biggest mountain I've climbed so far. Not going to lie, the nerves are starting to kick in, but I'm honestly, I'm so excited about this. And it's funny because if you'd have told me two years ago that I would be traveling to different countries climbing fucking mountains, I would have been like, shut up. I literally used to make fun out of people who used to go hiking and climbing mountains and I used to call them losers. All the while, whilst I was sat in people's kitchens at seven o'clock in the morning, still awake from the night before, loaded up with God knows how much alcohol and cocaine and other drugs. <laughs> it's like how times have changed. It's it's amazing and it also just bloody makes me laugh as well. But anyways, we're not here to talk about that today. Today, I am bringing on the beautiful Kate Brett, fellow Geordie lass and local entrepreneur. She's just such a beautiful, beautiful soul. Kate is the founder of High Vibe Holistic Healing. She is also a DJ. She DJs up and down the country at all the big festivals. And she is also a sex worker. She is in Kamen, she's on OnlyFans, and she's also a dominatrix as well. I was gonna say she does dominatrix in, domineering, I don't know, dominatrix in, is that a real word? I don't know. So yeah, she's a dominatrix. Now, you may or may not know that I used to also be involved in sex work as well. Years ago, I was briefly in webcamming myself. This was before OnlyFans was a thing, before it was cool. And I was briefly in escorting as well. And do you know what? When I very first started doing it, I remember actually being quite open about it. And I would just like, yeah, I just wouldn't have a problem in telling people very quickly I realized just how much stigma was attached to it and how quick people were to express their opinions and say things like, oh my God, that's disgusting. I can't believe you're doing that. And very, very quickly, I ended up attaching a lot of shame to it. So then I ended up just keeping it very, very secret. And I carried this secret with me when I got back into business in 2018. So I set up my virtual assistant business, then I got back into coaching and there was always this fear in the back of my mind that if I got too big, too successful, too visible, that someone was gonna out me about my past. Someone was gonna find out about it. They were going to share it with the world. I was going to lose all of my clients. My business was going to come crumbling down. My world was going to be absolutely destroyed. And so without even realizing it for a pretty long time, I actually sabotaged my own business by watering myself down, by not being so visible, all to do with this fear because of the shame I had attached around what I had done in the past. Now, what I have realized since then is that this was all my fear. Yes, people, of course, people still judge. Of course, people still have their opinions. But the more open and honest, and this is just my experience. I'm not going to obviously speak on behalf of everyone else in the world. But truly, what I have found is that the more open and honest I have been, 
it's actually only been a positive. Yes, you still get the odd arsehole who, um, who likes to say shit on the internet or even in person, but I've actually found that because I'm now so open and honest, I now actually attract more aligned clients than ever. I mean, I've worked with some absolutely incredible clients in the past anyways, but the more open and honest I am about my past, and not just about my past, but just about me, just the way I am, the more unapologetic I am in my expression, the more aligned clients I work with and the more messages, I mean, I get so many messages from people, not just people I'm working with, but just people who say things like, Dion, like, thank you so much for sharing that about yourself. Like, I do that too, or I've held so much shame around something that I've done in my past and by you talking about it, it's helping me release shame around it and it's helping me release fears of being judged. So... It's actually, it's just been such a positive thing. And I really wanted to get Kate on today to, to talk about her own journey, her own story with sex work. And also, let's face it, things like OnlyFans and webcamming, in the last, very, very recently, it's become so normalized. Yes, there's still a bit of stigma attached to it, but Cameron in particular, it's become so normalized and it literally seems like everyone and their mum is on OnlyFans at the minute. So I wanted to talk with Kate about like why, why she like why she thinks that this has happened, why it's become so normalized. Kate has such a powerful story as well, and we don't really touch too much on that at all, but I will just mention very briefly, she comes from a lot of tragedy. Multiple members of Kate's family were brutally murdered by a shooting. And of course, this has affected Kate as she grew up. So I wanted to talk with her about how how she became the person that she is today, this absolutely stunning, beautiful, bright soul who has so much drive, so much determination. And in Kate's own words, as she mentions on this episode, how she really turned her tragedy into transformation. So we're talking about quite a few things on here. I'm so excited to bring her on. I really, really hope that you enjoy this episode. She's also going to be sharing a hilarious story about her dominatrixin. Dominatrixin, I don't even know if that's a bloody real word, but we're going to stick with it for today. Hope you enjoy the episode and yeah, let's do this. Hello you! Hi babe! How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm amazing, I'm amazing. So, I've already said in the introduction who you are, but I would love for you to tell us, in your own words, who is Kate Brett? Kate Brett, aka Katie fucking B. We'll just spell K-A-Y-T-A-B-E-A, get it right? <laughs> <laughs> I will start with Brett. So, I am 27, I'm from Newcastle. Mm. Um... I do boxing, I'm a DJ, I'm a holistic therapist and I am a sex worker. Um, I also have a degree in psychology and worked on and off in with mental health services. Um, but yeah, um, predominantly I do sex work and holistic therapies as a job. Love that, love that, love that. And what I really wanted to talk about, and obviously I've already mentioned a little bit how we first met. First time I met you, I was like, oh my God, I just love this person so much. You've just got the most amazing energy. Now, I've already mentioned to my audience that I've been in sex work myself and how I started in it. 
was with the webcam in and this was I think it was about six years ago now six seven years ago before OnlyFans was cool I've just realized the drawers just stop <laughs> like my OCD is just like I cannot oh, yeah. concentrate so I got in a webcam in I was only in it briefly and it was a few years ago but this was before OnlyFans was cool before bloody everyone in the mams was yeah. on it mm -hmm. so this was with another website and back then it was still like pretty hush hush yeah. no one really spoke about it but now the likes of OnlyFans it has become so normalized like so many people are on it so many people are out loud and proud about it, which I absolutely love. I would love to know, how did you come to do the camming and also the dom work as well, yeah. which is just so interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I started off with webcamming. Um, I was 19, I think about 19, so it would have been, gosh, eight years ago now. Um, then when I was webcamming, I was doing that and there was no OnlyFans or anything like that kicking about and you're right, there was a lot of stigma attached to mm -hmm. it, you couldn't really tell anyone you were doing it. But I feel like once you get into that sort of situation, you get a bit hooked and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought this is something I do, I can release my inner sexuality yeah. and I feel good doing it and it works. For, it was working yeah. for me. But then um, I started to get quite bad on the drugs. Um, and I realised there was other branches of sex work I could do yeah. and I'm not ashamed to admit this but I got an escorting mm. when I was hooked on drugs but luckily um, during Covid couldn't do that sort of thing and I changed my life around got help off the drugs got awesome. into boxing um, and I stopped the escorting but I had I was still doing OnlyFans and at Miami then I started as soon as it came out because yeah. I thought well I'm doing webcamming anyways yeah I may as well join OnlyFans and um, Admire So, got into that. In the OnlyFans and Admire was something that I kept on mm -hmm. whilst I was going through my recovery and stuff and changing my life around. Um, and then when I was getting into boxing, um, I got asked for quite a lot of dumb stuff. And I'd done a little bit before. So, I thought, ooh, I might just, like, register now. Register. Mm -hmm. Or just become... <laughs> what's it called? Register as a dominatrix. <laughs> Whatever you call it, right? <laughs> So I thought, ah, I think I'd be really good at this if I like yeah. really learned about it and practiced it more. So I started offering like dumb video calls and like predominantly dumb stuff on my OnlyFans mm -hmm. and Miami and it just it just came through and then I went back on uh, offering services but just as a dominatrix yeah. and it really tied into being a boxer and stuff like that. There were so many different avenues you could go down. I thought, yeah. why the fuck have I never done this before? Yeah. So that was when, I think it was about two years ago, I fully unleashed me in our dom. And now I absolutely love it. And I would yes. never look back. It's really good. It's definitely the feel for me. I love that. Yes. I love it. And yeah. how do you think... So I want to go back to the dom work soon. So with the cabin itself... Like OnlyFans and stuff, what do you think has changed from say when I was doing it six years ago and it was still very hush hush? If people found out, it was like, oh my god, I can't believe you're doing that, to now everyone's on it, people are like on Facebook and Instagram. Like, how do you think it's so normalized now? What do you think yeah, has changed? I'm loving it, mate. It's, yeah. it's good for all of us. Like, I think it's ever since the celebrities started getting on it, the, yeah. the shame started being less and less and yeah. less. I mean, Obviously, some people do still have their opinions, and but that's a reflection of how they feel, yeah. not them. Yeah. So I'm pleased that people can just are starting to just do what they want and not give a fuck. Basically, yeah. like it's your life at the end of the day. Like you can't live your life to the fullest if you're 
stressing or worried about what other people think you're never going to live your life to the fullest so just get out there and do what you want basically and the thing is as well like no matter what you do whether it's in the bloody sex industry or not no matter what you do no matter how you act no matter who you bloody are someone is always going to have an opinion someone is always going to judge so my kind of mantra is like you might as well just do what the fuck you want and be who you want to be anyways because no matter what you do you're never going to please anyone you can try and be the nicest Mm -hmm. person the biggest people pleaser in the world yeah. you know like there's always going to be someone who's got something to say yeah like just be you. Is the, it's the oldest profession in the yeah. world and the fact that more and more people are getting into it now men women mm-hmm. gays lesbians trans like people of all different backgrounds and genders and ethnicities are doing it now the more people hopping on it the less stigma and that's good yeah. there's no competition in this in this world there yeah. is if you will let it be yeah. but you can be yourself mm-hmm. and you can be accepted for it and I know that people that are in this industry feel sexy and they feel good yeah. and it boosts them and every like your, your own sexual happiness whatever mm-hmm. you call it is so important Yeah. and if you can embrace that, embrace your sexuality safely then fucking yeah. do it and make money off it at the same time even better yeah. even better love it I love it so obviously stigma around this type of work it is reducing which is an amazing thing but it definitely still exists and like I said no matter what you do people still love to judge so have you experienced judgment from other people when they know what it is that you do I have yeah um, but I just disregard it now because it's Good. not their opinions aren't paying my bills yeah and see if I was to settle down with someone in years to come if they have an issue about what I do or did do, then they're not worthy enough to be part yeah. of my life. But also, what I did find is, when I did my um, psychology degree, I actually did my dissertation on how does stigma affect relationship satisfaction within sex workers' lives. Right. And what I found when I interviewed sex workers is that those that were in happy relationships mm-hmm. had better sex lives due to being a sex worker so stigma didn't matter because their sex lives were so open and out there and they were trying new things and there was no jealousy and they were proud of their partners and and that worked really really well but of course there will always be stigma there yeah but without sharing awareness and sharing how people feel and how it makes people feel then there's no way of reducing the stigma so basically you just keep doing what you're doing and things things so the stigma is lessening but i think it will always still be yeah. there but it's usually just a reflection of how other people feel within themselves and their values and what they've been yeah. brought up on as well yeah generational so stigmas is a massive thing but yeah yeah so true mm-hmm. absolutely love that tell me your, your funniest or most <laughs> random story so meet the famous um story which comes out every time i'm at a festival <laughs> or something or someone asks about me don't work is this one time I pissed on a Nazi. <laughs> I swear to God. So it was a Dom begin. It was an out call. I went to his. Obviously, you're always a bit nervous when you turn up at someone's house. You're like, what now? But I did it. And I got in. I swear to fucking God, there was just washed the gas all over his fucking house. Oh, so he was an actual, actual one. It wasn't yeah. a role-playing one. No, it wasn't a role-playing. It was a fucking Nazi man. Oh, I swear my to God. God. Was that not scary? Uh, no, I was just like, well, I'm in control. I'm the dominant one here. I knew I was in control. I feel mm-hmm. like if it was in any other sort of role, I would have yeah. maybe been a bit like, what? Yeah. I need to get out of this Nazi's house. I've got blonde and blue, blue, blonde hair and blue eyes. Fuck now, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> At least I know. Like, he's gonna say something else. Like, like, why am I just like, this all out? Right, wait. So, 
yeah, um, and there was just little toy sawdust and that everywhere. And he was, I was like, usually I'd like do water sports like in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and he was like, no, on my living room floor. And I was like, anybody wanted to keep me niggas after as well? And I was like, for charge next off of this, like definitely. So I literally just squatted our room on the living room floor, just pissed on him on his living room floor, took his money and fucked off. Did he have carpet or like wood flooring? Carpet as well. <laughs> that was my first floor. My first floor, but like what kind of floor did he have? How easy yeah. would it be? I know, yeah, but I was just like, oh I'm taking God. full advantage of pissing on a Nazi her like. How did it feel? <laughs> it felt fucking liberating. It felt fucking mint. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You are, like I said, you are one of the brightest souls I've ever oh, met. And obviously the first time we met is because you were doing to fight my sister at the yeah. boxing event. And then as soon as I saw you, I I love it. As soon as I saw you, I was just like, I love this person. Oh, and since like since getting to know you like on social media and stuff like that, and even through my sister, like, God, like just, just the shit that you have been through since being so young is just absolutely mind-blowing. And it's like, it blows my mind even more just because of the type of person you are. You're so fucking hardworking. You wear all these hats. You've just got the most beautiful energy about you. you. If you want something, you fucking go and get it. Like, how have you become just the the beautiful, bright person you are today, having dealt with so much trauma and loss? Thank you. Well, I believe that it happened through finding holistic therapies Mm -hmm. and stuff. I read the book, Good Vibes, Good Life. Whilst I was going through, when I realised that I need to stop doing drugs, I need to really change my life, mm. I was very suicidal. I've got, yeah. I'm diagnosed with BPD, PTSD and ADHD. Yeah. And it's been a massive struggle. Yeah. Um, I, I, I lived such an unhappy life in my young, in my, in my, in, well, part of my teenage years and my early adulthood, yeah. especially when I got on the drugs. But that, that was my way of coping. I just changed it around and found found spirituality and realised all of these things you can do to raise your vibration and make mm. yourself a better person. Also, um, losing my mum at a young age, she was only 41, bless her, and now the older I get, I realise that she, I, she probably wishes she could have done half the stuff yeah. that I've done, so yeah. I'm trying to live life for her yeah. as well and all the friends that I've lost and the other family I've lost, like, I'm just not going to let my trauma hold us back yeah. anymore because it really used to. So I'm turning me tragedy into something else, do you know what I mean? Um, Into transformation, basically. So, yeah, just now I live without fear. I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. You can literally be whoever you want to be in this world. Like, life is too short to be unhappy. And I had to go through so much as a child and through my early early adolescence that I just don't want to live unhappy anymore. So fuck what anybody thinks. I'm just gonna keep doing me and keep going. I love it. Yeah. I fucking I love you as I'm well. Not harming anyone, I'm not harming myself. Nah. And I'm the happiest, healthiest I've ever been. So as long Good. as it stays that way, I'm just gonna do me, honey. <laughs> I love it. I love Thank this you. so much. So one of the businesses you run is High Vibe Holistic Healing. To, I mean, no, you've just touched a little bit about on it, but what is it that brought you into, into what you're doing now? So when the when I, I started going to Reiki and I started yeah. going to meditation and yoga and I was reading all these books and I was like, wow, this is changing my life. Like I started manifesting shit and shit was yes. actually happening. And I was waking up every day like so grateful and so happy and I thought, fuck me, there's so many people I know out there that would benefit from yeah. this help. So then I realised like when I was younger, I was go I went into mental health because I lost my family due to mental health and 
there was always a reason behind my madness. I always I realised like my sole purpose was to better myself but to also help others. Yeah. So I realised that through holistic therapies I could teach teach someone, help someone else to find an alternative way of healing, mm-hmm. which isn't going through down all the, the doctors' routes yeah. and stuff like that. With um holistic healing and mental health awareness, it can change your life. It changed yeah. mine and I want to educate others that, that it can change theirs as well. Also because I'm such a different like person, like I do all of these different things. Mm-hmm. I'm not always I'm a bad accent it's like we bad gals, you know what I mean? I sort of go against what society says. Rebel. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. that people can come to me for advice because yeah. you don't have to be this light and a like light girl who's mm. doing this and so good all the time. You can be anything yeah. and I'm so like equality is massive and yeah. diversity is massive and I just feel like with holistic therapies you can come in it doesn't matter who you are where you come from whether you've never done it before there's the space there for absolutely yeah. everyone it doesn't matter about your, your background your history like there's just there's no egos well not in the so wrong much. ways do you know yeah. what I mean yeah so I just want to help anyone I can to get better some people say to us they're like how the fuck do you run a business and I'm like I run a business because it works for me yes yeah. I've got ADHD yes I'm I'm late 99% of the time <laughs> but my clients and the people that I work with mm-hmm. they understand that because it's me and yeah. they appreciate me and they know how much how much mm-hmm. it means to me to yeah. be able to offer services to help them yeah so yeah I just want to keep going with it and hopefully I'll have my own centre one day you will which will just be totally for just anyone that wants some vibes. I'm just all about mm-hmm. high vibes, good vibes all the time. I love it. Yeah. I love. Do you know what? You absolutely will. Like you, you see something and then you just mm-hmm. fucking go and get it. Yeah. You don't like in the in the little kind of the relatively small amount of time I've known you. You do not strike me as the type of person who has excuses. You see no. something, you set a goal, and you go and bloody yeah. do it. Of course, there's always times where. Especially in boxing rounds, you don't want to get yeah. out of bed. Especially with BPD and ADHD, it's hard yeah. to juggle a lot of things. And but with the right support and the right network, like you, you can get through it. And with the right mentalities and the yeah. right aspects to healing, you you can get through it. And you can do whatever you want to do, yeah. literally. And if you don't want to do something, don't fucking do it. Yeah. And if you want to do something, you really want it so bad. Yes, it's never it's, it's never an easy ride. It's yeah. never going to be easy. Yeah. So even if there is times where you're like, I just can't do that today, just never give up. Mm-hmm. Give yourself 24 hours. Have some self-love time. Understand your triggers. Yeah. And you'll get there. Especially so at the minute I'm learning about PMDD, which yes. we're going to talk yes, more on. Absolutely. It's hard. Like, hormones come into play. And especially when you're in male-orientated places, yeah. they don't understand what the fuck hormones are. So it's <laughs> kind of hard. So, yeah, it's all about education and awareness. Mm-hmm. And that's also part of the high vibe holistic healing. Trying to educate, trying to raise awareness, make, make people aware that they're never, ever alone mm-hmm. in this there's so much help out there so yeah. much help out there so much amazing books so yeah. much amazing therapies so many things you can do to better so yourself true. not so everything true. will work but if you find one thing that works for you it's going to completely change your life I love it yeah. I agree and like I said if you want something badly enough like I've started to like I really realise now like when you find in your heart something that it's like I know I was meant to do yeah. this the mission is probably not going to be fucking easy mm-hmm. if God's given you something the universe has given you a mission chances are it's not going to be easy exactly. to get there but yeah. if you want it badly enough you yeah. will get it you will Literally get it for help as well like yes. people like yourself co- like coaches yeah 
the hypnosis and stuff yeah. like you do. There's so many things you can do to help yourself. Do you know what so I mean? True. I'm so so many. that you've came into my life because now I've Likewise. got you to look up to. Do you know what I mean? It's great. It's Likewise. Great. Likewise. Yeah. I love it. I think this is a great place to finish. I want to ask you one yeah, more question. What does it mean to you to be unapologetic? Obviously, this is something I'm talking about a lot at the minute. What does being unapologetic mean to you? I'm just going to say a little example. Recently, someone said, oh, you're you're an embarrassment, you're a disgrace, the stuff that you post on your social media. And I just went, not sorry. That is unapologetic because I'm not going to fucking hold that because one person doesn't have a problem. Sorry, because one person has a problem Mm -hmm. with how I present myself. I present myself, I, what's it called? Where you express, I express myself yeah. unapologetically yes. because I shouldn't hold back because if I hold back, then there's so many other people that are holding back and I like to make people laugh. I like to share stories. Mm-hmm. I like to make myself out there because that's the sort of person I am. So I'm not going to hold back. So being unapologetic is living life without fear, not holding back and yeah. doing whatever the fuck you want and as long as you're not hurting anyone yeah. and just don't never give a fuck what anyone else thinks I love that so much thank you so no much for coming worries. on thank you you have been listening to the Dion Slater show thank you so much for tuning in if you like this episode make sure to give me a follow and I'll see you on the next one